Welcome to Indie Comics. It is your fearless host, Maddie, and I am actually riding solo today. Uh, but I have an amazing, amazing guest uh, who is the focus of our amazing podcast today, D.C. Burton. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. We are so happy to have you. Your comic is called The Necros. It looks super cool. <laughs> I am personally really excited about it. Um, we are going to like dive right into that. But first, uh, I want to hear about your origin story. Where? How did you start making comics? How did you get into this crazy world? So for me, I'm an author. So started writing probably about three years ago. And I mean, took all different kinds of forms. So started with you know, short stories, moved on to trying novels, um, really just trying to learn and, and grow in the craft and space. Um, but really I've, I've read, uh, graphic novels and comics my whole life. Um, Green Lantern fans since, since birth. Yes, so. my people. <laughs> there are not enough Green Lantern fans in the world. Who's your favorite? Important question. So I'm going to have to give it to John Stewart. But yeah, honestly, any of the Blue Lanterns are actually, I love nice. them. <laughs> I'm like really cliche and love how, but Jon Stewart also. He's just the best. Like undebatably yeah. the best. <laughs> and Justice League Unlimited was just an amazing show too. So Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm hoping that when we get movies, Jon is like the feature and not. We, we got enough like white male leads. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> And we're going to act um, like there wasn't already a Green Lantern movie. It didn't exist. Oh, it, it never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Actually, like, the, yeah, I could get into that whole thing. Same with Deadpool. Poor Ryan Reynolds has been through a lot. But he's, uh, he's where he needs to be today. <laughs> exactly. So what got you into, like, you just kind of decided to start writing comics at one point? Like, try something different? So it was something that I knew I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but, of course, just the having to, you know, get the artists and of course wanted to, to pay the artists well. And just with a uh having the means to do it was always always the thing. So um ironically quarantine kind of made things come together perfectly. Um mm. extra time, had a, a little bit of extra money. Um so it just really put me in the place to to start the journey and I was you know I got came to the point where it was, you know, there's no more excuses that I have. So um <laughs> Let's take this story. I knew what story I wanted to start with. So um, it all came together and made the script. Probably started writing the, the full script about eight months ago um, for the first eight issues, the first art. Um, and really started, you know, getting together different artists and bring it together, the ideas and the visuals. Um, and yeah, here we are today. That's amazing. That is such a quick turnaround. <laughs> for a comic I feel like I mean we talked to people that years and years have gone into their first issue so I mean to have the talent that you have on board the creativity I mean it seems like it really just came together and was meant to be at this time yeah and I will say that this story is about three years old so um it was a, it was originally a short story um there was a few short stories I wrote around the same time that you know I sent out to different uh magazines and got reviews on and this is one of the ones that always came back with good reviews so i was like i know this is where i want to start i want to expand this there's a nice universe in my head around it so let's go ahead and take this and run with it that's awesome so tell us about the necros how did this story kind of come to be in your mind yes yeah, so um 
I mean, I am a huge mythology person, which is probably why I gravitated to Green Lantern. <laughs> um, so, you know, any Greek mythology movie, Percy Jackson, Clash of the Titans, um, any of that I love. I just love the idea and the, the depth that goes into the, into the mythos. Um, yeah. So that's really what's the, the backbone of the necros is, um, this dealing with the gods of this world. Um, but also on the counter side, just having like those balances, the demons that are also in this world and, and, uh, how that struggle manifests on a personal level of, you know, you know, this isn't following, we aren't following somebody that's a demigod with superpowers. You know, this is a regular person who has to deal with the day to day of like the consequences of living in the universe he lives in. So, yeah. um, just wanted to take that different angle and kind of get something relatable. Um, but also, uh, grand and, and idea. So that's, that's really the backbone of where it all started. I love that. I feel like that's the best kind of stories are in some crazy, totally different place that also is completely us. <laughs> like you get right. to learn about yourself and really delve into things. Like I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Um, and the original <laughs> series in particular because it really was able to talk about social issues and was able to, drive these really really important stories but they were able to do it because it was in space and it was fictional and and so it felt okay to people but it also made them really think about you know us too i mean today really think about right. ourselves yeah. and who we are and, and ask these really important questions and i think that's what's really cool about sci-fi and fantasy in these um otherworldly genres that really end up being about individuals exactly and and i think to me, I also gravitate a lot towards philosophy. And, um, I think, you know, back to what you were saying, it lets you explore some of these, what seems like grand questions and, and theories and really let them play out and, and seeing, you know, how does this work in this setting? But then how can you pull it back to real life and how can you relate that to, you know, what we're dealing with every day? Absolutely. Um, I also love that you call it a dark fantasy thriller. I just feel like that's like, you've got me there. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm in. Um, and actually the the sub subtitle for this is uh, The Necros Part 1 Nightfall, um, which also sounds, you're very good at making things sound very, very cool. Like before I actually <laughs> even got into it, I was like, all right. Um, what, uh, can you tell us a little bit about this first part? You know, we know it's an eight part series. So what can we expect from the first issue? Yeah, so this first issue, um, really introducing us to the characters. Um, two of the main ones, you know, we'll see here is Matthias, who is the main character that we'll follow most of the time, who um, is actually the the son of one of the last groups, the last warriors to go against the Necros. Um, his father actually died uh, in the last encounter. So um, for him, it's a little bit of a personal bout. Um, you know, for a lot of people, it is, you know, this idea of like, this is your duty, you know, it's your duty to go out there and protect the village. Um, but for him, he has this personal battle that's driving him as well. And um, we get to see how that plays out. Um, and then this first part, you know, we get to see the environment, see, you know, where is he starting out and, um, actually put out a preview. So, you know, a lot of people got back to me about the preview and was like, you know, he's, 
he's hard headed to start out. Yes, he is. He is very hard headed. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start somewhere in a character arc, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but there's there's a good balance between the cast, and I think that's what I like. Um, I'll say coming from a, a short story to um, this full comic arc with this expanded view. One of the things, you know, even though it has some good reviews, one of the things that I think grew the most is just the dynamic between the different characters um, and just the whole cast as a whole. I think there is a lot stronger. Um, and I think that's actually going to be one of the focal points that people are going to gravitate towards. That's awesome. And what was it like kind of building this whole world? I mean, you talk about how you're into, you know, philosophy and mythology and all of this. What was it like to build your own um, entire universe. It was fun, and I think um, <laughs> I think one of the interesting parts that I actually talked with someone about recently is like I think I I got to the point during this where like the world came alive, yeah. which sounds weird, but like you know, like I start to say like my character started like my character does this like I don't write it. It's like no, that's like that's a real person. That's what they do now. Like, yeah. I it's think like that's what happens with the best point. writers, right? Like these are living characters and you kind of just are the vessel for what, what they need to do and what they're going to do. Right. Right. And I think that it just makes, it makes it so much easier too, because you know, I, like there's plenty of times where it's like, I'm on the verge of going to sleep and I'm like, Oh wait. <laughs> and I just, you know, next thing I know I'm up for 30 minutes, just writing and tapping. And it's like, this is a whole story of like, you know, how the culture is interacting in this world or something like that, but it all, you know, came out of these almost automatic thoughts about, you know, putting the pieces together of this world. So to me, it's almost like a puzzle, you know, yeah. it's like it exists. I just have to find how to put it together. That's awesome. And the Necros themselves are super cool looking. Um, did you design them? Or I know you have an incredible artist, um, We've got Emacs as an artist, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong probably, but Gidditsy as your colorist? Yes. <laughs> yes. You guys all have such cool names. <laughs> so, so did you yeah. design the Necros or did Emacs? So that actually came from uh, my, my character design artist is uh, Elena uh, Estrafa, um, actually from uh, New Zealand. And she, I had some ideas, um, and she really brought it to life with the design. I knew, um, you know, I, I, I watched a lot of, did a lot of research on characters, especially going to a visual medium. Um, and just like the whole, I knew I wanted a silhouette that stood out, that stood out. So, um, if, if you just saw, you know, silhouette of this monster, you would know exactly what it was. So that was really what I went into it trying to trying to figure out is how could I design something that not only scary but unique and uh that people would remember as soon as they saw it once. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's like very creepy and very cool. I applaud you guys for that. Um <laughs> they're very unique and that's hard because I feel like there's so many different monsters and demons and, and all sorts of designs in the world and so to find something that's truly unique and, and has that strong silhouette is challenging so kudos to you guys the everything in this the art is incredible the color um it's really spectacular uh and is this your this has got to be your first kickstarter then right how's that experience been 
that has been a stressful experience. Oh no! <laughs> it, it's gone extremely well. It's it's gone better than I I even expected. Um, yeah. But you well, just you're over your goal it. already. You're at almost twice your goal, which is amazing. Yes. Like, and let that does. sink in. That's incredible. Which, and I know you're you have 22 whole more days. Which, when this comes out, it'll be a little less than that. But, um, I mean, that's incredible. But yeah, I can't imagine the stress <laughs> of kind of putting all this together. What was it like? So it was, it was a lot that went into the background of it, and just uh, making sure. Um, everything was on point for the launch. Um, I think, uh, one of the unique experiences I have is, um, I've, I've done a lot with like small businesses, even doing like social media marketing and just having that in my background. Um, so when it, when it came to the launch, I, I knew the steps I needed to take from a marketing perspective. Um, but you know, even, even as we've passed the goal, we're, you know, sitting at a great point. Um, I think it's, it's, it's just something that keeps drawing you back to the page. And I have to like force myself to like not refresh this page for two hours. Let's just, <laughs> just, let's just let it sit. Like, oh, here's another five. <laughs> right. That's amazing. Well, it means you care and you want to see it succeed. And you guys have some really cool uh, rewards as well and stretch goals. Lots of neat comics that people can get. Um, what it what is it it's like a metal poster that's awesome that's what i'm most excited about i'm I, yeah. I definitely uh i kind of wanted that for myself mostly but <laughs> right? else too. Like, i'm gonna make this <laughs> for me and like i guess if people like really want to back it they can have one too right <laughs> <laughs> Although i feel like i don't i don't hear about metal posters it's like a it's one of those like what the blu-rays the fancy blu-rays <laughs> mm-hmm. that's awesome um, so obviously everybody go check this out. Um, you know, just look up, uh, you can look up the Necros N E K R O S on Kickstarter, um, back it. There's lots of cool rewards, lots of cool things to check out and support the first, uh, the first of a very cool series. Is it hard yeah. for you? I know that, um, kind of looking at your soapbox creative website, um, which I will totally, uh, <laughs> share, uh, later as well as in the, the comments of this, but what, um, why eight issues? You know, was it hard to kind of contain it into that space? Did you feel it looks like you're really passionate about kind of limited series and being able to tell a story from beginning to end? Um, but I feel like that's also got to be a challenge because it sounds like you have a ton of amazing ideas. Yeah, I was saying um, to me, that limited series, it to me feels like the change between having just TV and movies before. And then when Net- uh, when Netflix came out with like these, you know, these uh the limited series on their channel um, yeah it really intrigued me i was like i like what they're doing here where it's, it's longer form but it's still you know it's not a full series but you know you're going to reach the end of it after these four or five episodes um but it gets a lot more in depth in the movie. and i and i feel like that's what i wanted i wanted something that was more in depth than just you know a one shot um but i know i wanted to let people know it's coming, it's going to be a complete story. Um, because I feel like there was, there's a lot of power in making a clear, defined beginning, middle, and knowing that we're hitting a certain, we have a certain target, a certain motivation we're trying to get to, and that we're going to get to it and we're going to say what we need to say in that point. Um, with the eight issues, so that'll actually be for book one, because that's going to be three books total. So, 
don't know how so many there issues is will be in the next two books, but <laughs> that's still right. going to be more than just this. Yeah, so following the same characters, or will it kind of be different focuses each time? Yes, so um, each book will kind of take us a little bit deeper into the story, so um, I'll say the goal for this this first book is just Matthias and, and his journey to battle the Necros um, for this first time. Um, and then we'll pick up in book two pretty much immediately after the end of book one. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a very continuous story. Just, um, each book will pretty much define the goal. So his goal for this one is to battle and defeat the Necros. Um, after that, we'll find out things along the way, um, that'll let us realize that there's a lot more going on to the story. It's a lot deeper. Um, and there's a lot more uh, as far as ways to go um, and problems to solve. That's awesome. So it really is kind of the origin story. Right. I do love that it is kind of, you know, the way you talk about like Netflix limited series, it does feel that way then that there are, you know, multiple seasons, multiple parts, but each one, you know, really stands alone, which is awesome and hard to do <laughs> i like the challenge though yeah i can tell I, I feel like you have a lot of very cool ideas and it, it'll be great to really sink into this world right like this is really just the beginning um which is a wonderful place to be um yes. what what was your creative process like for this i mean it sounds like you maybe don't deal with writer's block a lot <laughs> just kind of have ideas that come to you um you know i'm always like in the shower or, like running around and i'm like oh um, which i think is, is true for a lot of people but do you ever deal with writer's block do you ever deal with you know kind of working through ideas i definitely do i think um a lot more in the beginning stages uh but i think for me the biggest realization or not realization but the biggest helper that i had was actually switching back to pen and paper so I don't know why, mm, but old school. Oh, yeah, and all my <laughs> outlines are in a in a journal. Um, after I finish them, I may transfer them into OneNote so you know I can access them at any time. But it was something about actually putting it down in paper that made me feel like I was committing to an idea, and then from there I could edit it. But I needed something down in the first place versus where I feel like when I was just looking at my phone with like. I need some grand idea before I start typing versus let's just get it out on paper, start to look at it, start to edit it, draw yeah. some lines through it, and really put it all together. So maybe, you know, cure for a writer's block to trying a new format and doing something a little different and getting messy with it. Right. Shake it up and, and see what comes out. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, and so Soapbox Creative is your publishing house. How did that, did that kind of come to be because of the Necros or... Um, is this kind of just your future plan for all of your amazing future comics? Tell us a little bit about Soapbox. Yeah, so it is definitely where I want uh, most of my comics to live, but also to the point, I want that limited series aspect to kind of live in Soapbox. So, um, you know, even though this is where it starts, you know, I, I would look at expanding the, expanding it to other people, to other stories, um, but really just bringing in and also one of the big things is, you know, just the, the true literary aspect of, of comics. Um, you know, there is still a stigma that, you know, comics may not necessarily be for, you know, high literary works, but really just wanting something that, you know, could, could have the stature of, you know, the Lord of the Rings novels or the Harry Potter novels that can have, you know, that 
great of a feel, but also, you know, being the comic book format and still be respected liter- in a literary sense. Um, so that's, that's really what I want for it. So even outside of myself, um, really want that to, to grow and people to really understand that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where the whole idea of Soapbox came from. So, you know, the logo is just someone with a pad and a pen writing and the idea of the soapbox is, you know, you, you craft your story, you craft your idea. You get up there for a, for a set amount of time. You, you talk to the people, you tell them what message you have to say, and then you get down. You know, it's not supposed to be forever. It's supposed to be you stand up there, you get your message out. And once it's out there, you know, you let it live. But it doesn't, li- it, it doesn't, you're not up there forever. I love that. That's like a very interesting perspective on it. And I think that makes sense then for your limited series too, that it's not meant to, you can't be on the soapbox forever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Eventually you've kind of said what you wanted to say and you should move on, which I think, you know, when you talk even about like TV shows and whatnot and, you know, some comics, uh, they just kind of keep going because they can. Um, And Mm. and the storytelling falls away. And so I think your perspective on that, where you really want to say something um, is really amazing and again something that is quite unique because I think a lot of people you know you want you want to make something really successful and then just keep it going forever versus really looking at the nature of what you're doing and why you're doing it um, and and I'll say too I mean I think uh, we have our, our friend Fuzzy Joseph is actually a teacher and and brings comics into the classroom and I think that's happening more and more and so it is mm-hmm. exciting to kind of see comics and, and particularly independent comics rise as really respected forms uh, of literature and, and media. And I think it's such a special genre. Um, why, why comics for you? You know, why this format? I think for me, um, I think it worked for my writing style. Um, and then I think it also just, the, I, the story I wanted to tell, I feel like that's just what fitted best. Um, of course, you know, maybe hopeful cross fingers that one day there'll be, you know, on screen adaptions, uh, and something of that sort. But, um, but right now I feel like this was, this was the best form as a written content for it to be, um, really just to get the world across and, and, uh, kind of build what I wanted to build with it. Absolutely. And I think comics are so special in that way that they're, they're visual and it's it's just such an experience versus you know when you're reading something that's wonderful but you're you're visualizing it in your head and so I think it's just so different and you know obviously with with film it it is real in the way that you're seeing exactly what it's meant to be but I think comics is kind of that in between where you can imagine a lot but you also are given a lot um and it's just a very different experience and and it is reading I think even for for younger people to um to be able to read and care and, and have these great stories is really special. Um, and, and I want to read to your, on your, what is soapbox creative <laughs> boiler plate. It, it talks about um, that your mission is to advance literary comics from underrepresented voices through genre based limited series, comics and graphic novels. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, you know, underrepresented voices? That's so important. Um, the main character in your series is black, which is awesome. Um, what what does that mean to you? I mean, I think it's just such an important time when finally we're seeing um, a lot of underrepresented voices coming out and sharing stories. And, um, you know, we talk with a lot of 
diverse creators uh, who are telling diverse stories and it's about dang time. Uh, what does that mean to you? Yeah, it, it means a lot. I think, um, you know, growing up, we all gravitate, gravitated towards what was good, but I think there was also, um, you know, it may not necessarily been what you could see yourself in. Um, I think, you know, for me being, you know, someone who loved fantasy, loved mythology, you know, I didn't get to see a lot of black and brown people in those type of movies. Um, so it, I, I do like the idea of being able to, to create a world that, you know, I can also see myself in. Um, and in general, you know, just underrepresented voices and, and getting to tell their stories, um, you know, just adding to the diaspora of, of storytelling and, and what's really out there. Um, I think there are some great ideas that come from, you know, as, as I continue to learn, there are some great ideas that, you know, may be based in Colombian mythology. They may be based in, in African mythology, but we didn't get to get to experience those stories. And, you know, even now, you know, it, it's a little bit harder to still find those stories, but, you know, getting to have these creators and that, are, that have these different backgrounds, um, we really get to, to hear stories that we've never heard before. So, you know, although I love Greek mythology movies, I think we've, we've seen Zeus and, <laughs> And a and hundred different types of movies. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So it, it's definitely good to, to see new stories, hear new things, um, and just our, expose ourselves to, you know, the different messages that also come along with those stories, which, of course, at the end of the day is what Soapbox is all about is, you know, that end message. Absolutely. And I look forward to seeing it grow and seeing your new comics and seeing you bring on other creators and, and tell their stories. and. I think for me, you know, I say this, I think every episode, <laughs> but it's all about the story and, and independent comics in particular is such a home for storytelling and really making something that is yours, the creators and telling your story and not having it limited by, uh, you know, a big publisher or, you know, we have some amazing independent publishers, but um they give a lot more creative license to creators. And then there's people like you that are making Kickstarters that are just owning it a hundred percent that even have wonderful new publishers like Soapbox. And it's amazing seeing what's happening to the industry as the internet takes over and as mm -hmm. creators are really able to, I mean, you said you had um, your character designer was in New Zealand. I mean, to be able to work for people with people all around the world, I think there's just so much potential right now. And it's really exciting to see these wonderful stories um, come to light where it's not just like I love Superman but like I'm good <laughs> like I've seen it uh, so I'm excited for for the Necros and for everything to come is there anything else that you kind of want to share about Soapbox about your storytelling and I think one of the, one of the great experiences has been the the ability to collaborate with so many people yeah. on this project and I'll say that is one of the things that also drew me to, to comics in general as a form um, you know, I loved writing, but I always want more people in the room. I always want to, to, to bounce things off of as many people as possible to, to really get, you know, the story that we have. The story that we have is because, you know, the artist had, had a voice in the story. It's because, yeah. um, you know, it, it's all of our ideas brought together and to really make the best, the best world possible. Um, so yeah, I, you know, to me, comics are, they have that unique ability 
to to really bring people together in the creative process and then bring people together, you know, on the other side as you're reading these stories, reading these stories and um sharing them with each other. Absolutely. I think it's just such a creative medium. Your book looks amazing. I'm super excited to read the first issue and then to read the next seven and then the next two series. And I bet you that you won't <laughs> stop there. Um, I think this is an incredible world just from the preview. You know, you can really see that. Um, and I really, really encourage all of our listeners to check it out. Um, I'll keep repeating this, but the Necros on Kickstarter, go and back it. It's available through March 24th coming up soon it's time to uh go check it out um is there anything else you want to share with us about what's coming up what's next after no Netflix? i think i'm really enjoying issue two, <laughs> <laughs> issue two think, and then three and then four yeah i think we'll see where it goes i think um there's there's some more stories um i'm working with some other creators on writing stories so some that are planned to be ongoing so um, there are stories that I am writing for that are outside of Soapbox. Um, but depending on how things go, we may see another Soapbox story pop up as well. That's awesome. Are you going to go to cons once they become a thing again? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So we'll see you there. What's like your main con? Where Where do you plan on going first? I, I plan on hitting everything in North Carolina first. I know there's a North Carolina is a big state and there's, there's a lot of creators actually in the state as I continue to learn every day. So, um, awesome. you know, I've been connecting with them, but definitely want to see them in person and get to get to know our, our local community. That's wonderful. North Carolina first world next. Uh, exactly. That's great. I know we're all looking forward to kind of getting to see each other in person and um, celebrate comics uh, in a physical realm again. Um, but hopefully soon within the next year, um, I look forward to hopefully meeting you at one. I haven't ever been to North Carolina, but I got to come out sometime. I know it's beautiful. <laughs> um, yes. And hopefully we'll, we'll get you out to like WonderCon Comic Con someday too. Uh, it'd be great to see you there. Um, That'll definitely be you. on the list. Yeah, <laughs> well, they'll, they'll become a thing again someday, too. And Greg Gathering will definitely be there. Um, DC Burton, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. You are amazing. Uh, the Necros looks awesome. Super excited to see what comes from you and from Soapbox and your uh, other series, which we'll have to look forward to. Um, do you have some social media we can follow you on? Yes, so Soapbox.Creative on Instagram and uh, also Soapbox Creative on Facebook. Those are the main two uh, where I'm most active. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Everybody, go follow him. Go check out the Necros on Kickstarter. Thank you, DC, for joining us. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. You can check out our other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all podcast apps. We are everywhere. You can also check out our website, thegrandgeekgathering.com, for articles, videos, and more. Please also remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know what you were most excited for for the Necros. Let us know if you were getting one of those cool metal posters. Um, also, you can be in the story, which is very cool. So go and back it and tell me if you're going to be in the next issue because that would be rad um, please let us know what you think of the episode you can stay updated on our facebook twitter instagram and we stream on twitch and let's play the intro is provided by carlisle laurent and you can buy the necros on kickstarter right now you can also find out more on soapboxcreates.com so come and join the gathering have a great week and ggg <laughs>
Grand Geek Gathering.